0: Good morning. The scripture reading is from Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. The word of
1: the Lord. Good morning and welcome to Sunday morning at Trinity Baptist Church. We're continuing our Quarantine Edition Sundays and today's going to look a little bit different as will kind of the weeks going forward while we continue uh, to be in this this holding pattern. Now, a couple of things that are going to be different. One, our messages are going to be shorter. I know, saddens me to say that, but don't worry, when we get back into our facility, I'll go back to my normal preaching time, but just recognizing it's a challenge to pay attention. It's a challenge to to kind of have our focus um, even here on things like this, connecting with God's Word and virtually with God's people on Sunday. Um, So it'll be a little bit different. We'll have a a bit of a message on the front end, and then we're gonna be actually having some interviews with people who can help speak to some of the situations that we find ourselves in, um, with some of the universal experiences that we're having with anxiety, with grief, with loneliness, how to communicate in just difficult times. We're gonna be covering all that. So I'm glad that you're here this morning. Now, one more thing I wanna say before we kick off is that as we've been processing through this whole time of crisis, one of the things that we're committed to is being on mission to following after the heart of Jesus for caring for our city and for the people in it well. And so I'm gonna be sharing over the next few weeks just some of the ways that we are supporting our community broadly here in New York City and particularly on the Upper East Side. Um, And so one of the first ways I wanna announce, I'm excited to say, that we're actually giving $10,000 to our wonderful partners at the Bowery Mission. Now, if you're not familiar with the Bowery, they do an incredible amount of work with our homeless community. New York has one of the largest homeless communities uh, nationwide and they are just in a very vulnerable situation right now with the virus. And so just as a way to be in support of all New Yorkers and to show and share the love of Jesus Christ, we're making that donation. We'll talk about other things that we're doing each week. If you wanna find out more ways that you can learn about the Bowery or other ways to get involved, check out our website. Now, today you heard read for you a passage that might sound familiar. In fact, it's one that we feel like we've seen. If if there's um, you know kind of a slogan verse that this might fall in it, okay? Now I'm going to read it for you again, and it's coming from Philippians <clears throat> chapter four. It says this: Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God. Which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, this is an amazing verse, not just because it talks about the topic today, anxiety, but it actually gives us some some steps to go forward as we're experiencing anxiety. And I have to say, we are experiencing anxiety. Now, it may look different for different people, the reasons that we're experiencing it may vary but the reality of it is as a culture we are in an incredibly anxious state well what are some of the things that cause anxiety well things like a lack of control because unknowns are around us well check okay isolation can contribute to anxiety well check okay uh not feeling as if we we might not have what it takes uh, to overcome the challenges around us Okay, check. Right? We're living in a season where as a community, we're experiencing just an incredible amount of anxiety. Now, when we come to scripture, okay, and scripture says this, do not be anxious for anything. For anything. Here's some of the ways that we can kind of misunderstand this verse or misread this verse. Sometimes people will say this, okay? You know what the Christian life is? It's like being this sort of, um, you know, Jesus figure where you have your hands out like this and you have this smile and you're just kind of hovering through life like you're walking on water. You're completely untouched by the ebbs and flows, by the storms that are going on around you. And sometimes we get that impression that. That the Christian life lived correctly is this sort of stoicism. This I'm untouched, I'm unmoved by cares or concerns because of just this faith. And if, and if we're careful not to kind of look at what all the scripture has to say about this, it could be easy to kind of misunderstand what this verse is saying. You know, when Paul says, don't be anxious for anything, that word there that he uses for anxious is actually a very flexible word. It has a broad, what we'll call a semantic range, where it can kind of be interpreted some different ways depending on the context. So for example, in the English language, right? Love is a very broad word. Okay, I can talk about how I love my cat. I can talk about how I love a good steak. I can talk about how I love my son. I can talk about how I love my wife. And it's all the word love, okay? but they're actually all pretty different, right? And we kind of intuitively get that and understand that there's this gradation in how it's applied and and how we're nuancing it. Now, this word, Paul actually uses this exact same word, anxious, as we'll translate here in this verse, earlier in the book, Philippians chapter two, when he's talking about how he's sending someone to care and he's saying, there's no one else that I have like him who has such great concern for you right? So he's using it in the context of someone who just really cares, uh, pastoral care for a congregation. Or 1 Corinthians 12, he actually uses it to describe how we should be interacting as people who know Jesus, right? You should be having a great care and concern for those who are around you, right? Don't just show up to church and be completely aloof, disconnected, and and leave. That's not really what God has for us. So this, this word kind of represents a lot of different things, but maybe we could say it this way, that there's this level of care, focus, concern that we have, but there's actually some point where that, what I'll say is normal, manageable, um, kind of a, an expected level of care can start to also become something different, right? Anxiety. It can become this sort of dominating thought pattern where we're just so fearful of the unknown and and when we start to lose focus on what what God's plan is and and how God provides for us the sovereignty that God has in our lives and, and we we fixate on this anxiety and it can start to dominate our thoughts and our minds so when Paul says hey here's here's God's plan for you this is what God wants do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. God's will for your life is that you don't live in this perpetual state of being dominated, controlled, um, manipulated by anxieties. Now, I do want to be careful to say, I'm not going to delve into what is kind of um, clinical levels of this that that maybe we would diagnose because of either some traumatic life experiences or chemical structures that are going on in our brains. What we're talking about here is just the anxiety that we're all feeling by this incredible amount of unknown and this lack of control that we have. God actually has something better for you and it doesn't mean again that we're untouched or I, I never have concern or, or any sort of uh, fear. In fact, Those things can be good, right? If you're crossing the street and you see a car that's coming way faster than it should and they don't look like they're slowing down, you should feel concern in that moment, okay? You should feel hesitation. You should stop and react and go, maybe I shouldn't cross right now because I'm not sure what they're going to do, right? That's a good thing. But what this is referring to is, again, this dominating mindset, Where we lose sight of the the goodness of God in this. Now, if you're experiencing this um, anxiety in the season, congratulations. Welcome to the human race. So glad that you're here. Okay, this is kind of normal for what we're going through to have this. But again, we don't want it to be something that just is controlling us beyond faith and what God's word is and the power of his Holy Spirit. And you know, we're not alone in this. Actually, this is something that's been uh, talked about throughout all the Bible. The Bible actually has a lot to say about anxiety. In fact, a lot of the Psalms that you read have a lot to do with anxieties, right? Fears and concerns. Psalm 69 is a good example of this, right? David is talking about how there's people around who are trying to, to kill him. I mean, this isn't just like hey, the guy at work is kind of being a jerk to me or he's sandbagging me in front of the boss. No, nope. they're legitimately trying to kill him, right? It's not just a bad or toxic relationship. His life is on the line here. And if you read through the psalm, he, he's expressing how he's living under this sort of anxiety where I continually feel like I have to be looking over my shoulder and I, and I can't sleep at night and I feel like my heart's racing and just it's dominating his life. And, and he uses physical pain. It actually brought me pain to describe what the situation is. You know what? Anxiety can be like that. Daniel is another good example, an amazing man of faith, uh, a prophet of God, and yet when Daniel received a revelation that was so horrifying to imagine, just the destruction that was going on, right? The pain that was about to be experienced, that it, it uses the phrase that he was actually troubled in his spirit which manifested itself in his health, right? Because our body, minds, and souls are all interconnected, right? They're not separate. And and he actually was sick and in bed for four days, right? Just this fear, this, this ominous feeling that something's coming, even, even if you can't name it, okay? So anxiety is just a reality of life. And in times like this, even even more so and so how do we as believers recognizing okay we're not crazy for feeling anxiety um but but we also don't want to be in this place where where it's it's rising past the level of our faith and our trust and our belief in a good god who has good plans for our lives how do we think about this now today i want to talk with someone who knows more about the topic than i do so um what we're going to do this week and in future weeks is we're actually going to connect with someone for just a really short interview to help us process through this so check this out as we go into our interview today hey i want to thank uh susanna atkins being here with us today susanna i'm so thankful that you're here appreciate your time susanna besides being fabulous in the general sense of the word is actually a licensed clinical social worker, and she is a counselor at Redeemer Counseling Services. And so she's bringing a lot of expertise to our conversation here today, and I'm so thankful you're here with us. Thank you. So one question I just kind of wanted to start us off with that maybe you can help us engage on is just maybe give a definition for us of anxiety and and add a little bit of color to that as we're kind of thinking through this topic and how it's affecting us during this time.
0: Sure. The technical definition is that anxiety is an emotion that is characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, or physical changes. But I really like to break it down into the difference between worry and anxiety, because they're really not the same thing. The differences between worry, worry is a specific thing where anxiety tends to be more diffuse, more free-floating in that regard. Um, Worry is something you feel in your head, where anxiety is something you feel in your body. Your chest may get tight, your stomach may get into a clutch. And worry can actually lead to problem-solving, where anxiety just leaves you feeling terrible.
1: That's really helpful. And I think that that sort of definition and giving us some difference with worry and anxiety um, adds just a lot of clarity to it. Now, I know that you engage with um, probably a lot of people in just your professional counseling sphere on this. What would you say are kind of people's normal knee-jerk responses to dealing with anxiety?
0: Well, uh, I'm laughing because I think this first one is for me. When I become anxious, my default is to control and overfunction, but for other people, their default is to retreat or underfunction, sort of curl up into a ball in the corner.
1: And so, you know, when, when I, I definitely, I, I'll just name it myself. I'm definitely on the overfunction, right? I'll definitely try to uh, do something to to kind of deal with it. You know, when we talk about those, I know that it's kind of this knee jerk reaction. What's maybe a better way that we can do it? Maybe a way that's kind of a more proactive response rather than just react.
0: Well, I think the first thing is trying to define what you're actually feeling. Is it worry, which can then allow you to respond and problem solve? Or are you feeling anxious, which is really just being concerned about nothing in particular? That really there's no way to get beyond it in a physical way
1: uh, so when how would you give us maybe just a little bit of a thought on how can we start the process of trying to identify maybe what that what that thing is for us because maybe right now I can feel this general sense but um, well, I'll just put it this way I'm asking for a friend, okay? How do we get to name maybe what that is to start that journey for a more, more proactive response?
0: Well, it's interesting because uh, this is my point of view. I see worry and anxiety as being yellow flags. What they are are clues that I'm sort of stepping outside of uh, my belief in God as my protector. And what I need to do then as a response is to really just kind of realize that's what's happening, take a deep breath, and then just kind of get right back into that uh, relationship that I have with Christ, who is my ultimate protector.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Does that help? It certainly does. I will, I will forward that on to my friend who, who, <laughs> needs that, who needs that help. Hey, thank you so much, Susanna, for your time. Um, it's been an incredible gift not just to myself, but to uh, many who are tuning in this week. So thank you so much.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. And everybody out there, just be safe and stay close to Jesus.
1: Amen. You know, I'm so thankful for just an opportunity to share some real thoughts about how we can process through this whole anxiety that we're feeling both individually as family units, as a church, and as a culture. God actually has something beautiful for us in store. And I want to close today with maybe just this thought of, okay, what do I do from here? What are maybe some next steps, some ways I can practically um, look to exchange my, my burdens, my fears, my lack of faith for just a trust in a God whose goodness is everlasting. Well, let me read to you a section of a passage I've just been meditating on this week. It comes from Psalm 94. Who rises up for me against the wicked? Who stands up for me against evildoers? If the Lord had not been my help, my soul would soon have lived in the land of silence. When I thought my foot slips, your steadfast love, O Lord, held me up. When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. You know what I love about this the psalmist doesn't say, hey, I am just so on top of my spiritual A-game that I have no concerns, right? That my, my my heart is just nothing but just joy and smiles all the time. No, he actually says, when the fears of my heart are many, when, it, when the fears of my heart feel like they're so full that they're about to burst, and I find myself just not being able to even focus, I find myself not being able to sleep, and to be able to even cope when the fears of my heart are many. What? Your consolation, your words, your promises, your very presence brings me joy. Joy in the midst of all of the concerns. Not because they're all of a sudden gone, but because God is good even in the midst of it. You know what I love about this, about this psalm? What I love is that he actually goes through and starts to list through, who rises up for me against the wicked? If the Lord had not been my help, then I would have slipped. Then I would be done for. You know what he does? He actually takes time to recount God's faithfulness, to think through, to write it out. To spell it out, and again, these were meant for music, right? To sing it out, to actually declare how God has been faithful in the past. And it is because of that recounting that he can actually reframe the present struggle that he's in. And the present concerns of his heart, not just the past ones, are actually reframed in light of God's goodness and grace. You know, maybe a practice you could do this week. Take some time to write out Times when you were in trouble, times when you were in danger, times where you were sick, times when you didn't know what to do, and God showed up. And I don't mean in just a general fuzzy way, okay? Like, well, you know, my 20s were hard, but thank goodness I got through. I'm not, I'm not talking that, okay? Like, specifically, name it, write it out. Here was the situation I had. Here's how I felt about it at the time. And you know what? Here's how God showed up. Take some time. Write down as many of those things as you can. And then when anxiety is rising, when there's this fear, this concern, whether it be, what if I get sick? Um, What if I die? What happens with our finances? All these different questions that we have. I want you to write it down. To look at all the ways God has been faithful. And to find joy in God's consolations, in God's words, in God's promises, in God's presence. To reframe What is making us so anxious to name it and reframe it and then to recount of God's goodness. May you experience the peace of God which passes all understanding this week. And it's in the name and the power of Jesus we pray. Amen.